0: Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Disc Golf Answer Man. We're going to talk Arrowhead Stadium, Disc Golf Experience at Arrowhead Stadium, some redesigns of Clovercliff and Muni for Glassbone Open, uh, our Texas trip for Bag of Tricks, and a whole lot more. So much more. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Bobby Cool, Daddy Slick Breeze, and I have with me Eric. Hello. Hello, McCabe. Hello. And Robert. Also hello. Also hello, McCall. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) you We're out of here. Bye, guys. Uh, Uh, So it is January 10th. Uh, We are a day late. Uh, Apologize for that. That's Uh, my fault. uh, That is Eric's fault. But what were you doing? Uh, I was doing what we're going to talk about here in a minute. Yes, we were. He was doing some redesign. <laughs> week. Yes. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, uh, first let's talk about the weekend. I saw that uh, Derek Savory had his Hobson Heiser, mm-hmm. which, what's, what week is this? Oh, good question. Fourth it's got to be, no, 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 no way. No. No. It's, closer, it's closer to like seventh or eighth. Seventh or eighth. Oh, maybe, maybe even think. more. So, it's kind of a winter league that Derek, see, okay, you guys have to understand Derek Savory comes to us from mm, New York. Meat. When it's over 70 degrees, He does not do nothing. He doesn't like it. Will not be outside. When it gets to around the 50 or 40 degrees, he comes alive. Yes. So he started a winter league here in Emporia called... It's like reverse hibernation. I know. So It is. Called Hops and Heisers where uh, you go out and you play different courses and then afterwards uh, everybody goes out to Radius mm-hmm. and everybody, so everybody knows that's a microbrewery here in Emporia. They go out there to they hang out and have a good time.
1: We have $2 drinks, $2, $2 beers, yes. and half price pizzas. Absolutely. Is, is the deal. So,
0: so we've we always... And we suggested that last year. Uh, if you want looking to do something in the wintertime, mm-hmm. hit up a, a local brewery or a restaurant, see if you can get some uh, discounts for if you could bring a, a, you know, a group of disc golfers in to, to hang out after the event. Anyway, the uh, course they went to was Clover Cliff.
1: Yeah, we decided to go out to Clover Cliff this week because the weather was looking really nice yeah. at the beginning of the week. And I had just caught wind that uh, Warren Harshman, who is the owner of Clover Cliff, uh, he got Pretty much all the course done with, you know, as far as moving baskets and moving tees, he's got, or or two tee pads. He's got all of that done. So I was excited to get out there I wanted to get out there and play it. I wanted to get out there and play it on a competitive level, uh, to kind of see how the flow works. Um, you know, how the, the course plays. Yep. And, excuse me, there's still quite a bit of work to be done as far as leveling a couple of the T's still. Sure, cleaning. Uh, some, some trees that need to come out, yeah. some gaps that need to be cleaned. Yeah. But for the most part, I cannot tell you how excited I am about this course. It's super fun. That it's within an hour of us. Yeah. It, it just kind of, it's another course that we can just go go play. Yep. Lots, and, of, and lots like of elevation that we mm-hmm. don't
2: really have here. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just like a really sharp uphill, really sharp downhill. I mean,
1: we just don't have a lot of
0: that. So it's really really
1: cool around here. We have a lot of gradual
0: Mm -hmm. hills. Mm -hmm.
1: Country club has some pretty decent elevation, but this place is like throwing straight down. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in the, it's in the middle of the Flint Hills. So it's, man that course is gorgeous i'm so excited for it front half is pretty open Mm -hmm. open ish back half is quite a bit more wooded for the most part yeah so good good variety on the whole kansas wooded yeah Yeah, for sure yeah but no it's it's great i'm i'm super excited about it
0: so it's a bed and breakfast out in what's the name of the place town it's in it's just west of cottonwood Falls, strong city um elmdale is the name of Um, it. So, um, if you don't know, if you've never heard or seen anything about it, we did a couple of vlog style videos on YouTube. So you can kind of search Clover Cliff in there and watch, and you can get a glimpse of some of the, some of what of the course. Um, I think all the videos that we had done before were the original design, but you can get an idea of the property. Right. And, uh, you can, I'll put links in the description of this particular podcast, but you can, and you can go out to clovercliffranch.com and get more information so anyway eric went out there to kind of check it out and look over some of the the redesigns that he's doing to get it ready because it's going to be one of the courses played in Glassman open 2018 which division do you guys know off the top of your head uh, I believe it's advanced and intermediate. Pretty sure are the, that's are the right. two yeah.
1: divisions that that will be out there. So and I think it's going to be a
2: great fit for those divisions mm-hmm. because I think there's going to be a lot of scoring separation. Yes, there are, there's a yes. whole lot of birdies available, uh, but you've got to execute. And if you get in trouble,
1: man, you could really take some high scores. Mm-hmm. And so. and one thing I'm also excited about, <clears throat> I was chatting with Warren the other day about it. Um, he wants me to come back out and potentially put in shorter pads and longer pads. Oh, nice. So make it like three tee pads per hole so we can have like a true championship level course out there, you know, uh, an upper advanced level style. And then, of course, like a recreational style where, you know, people staying at the bed and breakfast and aren't familiar with disc golf but want something to do can go out and play and and have a good time and not be discouraged. Yeah, it was great. We had a great time.
0: And real quick, another course design or redesign um, we've done is the municipal uh, golf course out Mm -hmm. here in Emporia. Um, But last year, we only had one one disc golf course out there. Correct. Now we're going to have a two, two of them, a Muni red yep. and a Muni blue. Yep. We had a, we had approached them when we, you know, saw the waiting list and
1: thought, you know, what can we do to add more courses? Where can we go? Well, that was our first thought is, well, let's, you know, we got the, the back nine of their course. Let's see if we can use the front nine. And they, you know, weren't too interested in closing the entire property down to golf right. for the week, which makes sense. I, I get it. Uh, but, The front nine is more spread out golf wise than the back nine is because the back nine is, you know, fairways next to each other quite a bit. And as where the front nine goes out and back, so it's more spread out. So there's a lot more room so you could put two 18 hole courses out there. And uh, that's where I was yesterday. That's why we couldn't record yesterday. I've been spending quite a bit of time out there on the golf cart, driving around, getting out, throwing shots and just trying to really uh, figure out if we can get two solid 18-hole courses out there, which is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be better than the uh, the normal Muni layout that's just kind of a boring, long, more link style, of course, with a lot of OB. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be as much OB. It's going to be more natural OB with the cart paths and the greens and the bunkers and tee boxes, but uh, both of the courses are going to have a little bit more woods, a little more mature tree lines, and uh, it's not going to be championship level. It's not going to be... You know, the top pros aren't going out there and going to have any concerns out there, but they're not playing it. I believe the two divisions out there are intermediate, advanced men and advanced masters. So for that level of player, man, this place is going to be awesome. They're going to have so much fun out there.
0: Do we know if any of the C tiers, the flex C tiers can be played out in that course? I don't think so.
1: I don't think out there because this is, this is the unique
0: course. It's, it's it's temporary. And it's also a functioning ball golf course. Exactly. We can't close it down. So
1: So it's, it's the only course used that we're using a GVO. That's not
0: permanent. Yeah. Now I know a lot of our listeners, or if you're going to glass open, or if you're just curious, are itching to know uh, what these courses are look, are going to look like. Um, about two years ago, we did some course preview style videos and we plan to do something very similar for some of these courses, especially the ones that are going to be new mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So definitely look for look to our uh, YouTube page and we'll let you know when we put that out there. Yeah. But We got to wait until the weather gets a little nicer. And we, 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 uh, we I don't really, know. Come on today. I know. I mean, Tomorrow. and yeah, <laughs> gosh. and um, you know, looking at, at past videos. Um, I'm gonna. I think we need to try to wait as much as we can until the grass gets pretty green. Yeah, because we want it to look really nice. Because yeah. it'll look, it'll be green. Come glass one open, so that's mm-hmm.
1: what we kind of. like. And that, that's uh-huh. the you know the, the the downside to having to do that. Because if we wait till everything's green and good to go, that's like. A few weeks before, so yeah. you know it's it's hard for yeah, and then no one has that. to watch but, and practice. So. You know, not to keep talking about new courses and course design and all that stuff, but the country clubs having a little bit of a makeover as well. For any pros listening out there, I know that in the past um, we've started at the pool area, where this year we, we've changed things up a little bit, and we're going to start on a different hole. Going to have a few more changes out there to kind of help hopefully with a little bit more scoring separation on the course Mm -hmm. and a little bit of flow as well, a little bit of flow. Yep, absolutely. So you're still going to finish on the great 18 up the hill uh, but we're going to have a, a few more tweaks on the course than, than in years
3: past. Awesome.
2: Yep. We went out there the other day and, uh, we got to, we finished, uh, what is normal hole 17 when the Island hole isn't in That's and, right. uh, it was, it was 50 outside, but the water by the Island hole was still frozen. Mm-hmm. And so we all threw shots at the Island hole. That was super cool. And then walked out on the ice and that was terrifying. Yeah. So anyway, I saw a perch.
1: In yeah. the ice. Just frozen.
2: frozen in the Oh, ice. yeah.
0: You put it on Snapchat or something. Yeah, it was on in Snapchat. You, yeah? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, it was crazy.
1: Sorry, perch. Yeah.
2: I felt bad for <laughs> Sorry him. for you. Yeah.
0: All right, well, let's hop into the questions, guys. Uh, as always, you can go to discgolfanswerman.com, submit your disc golf question. You can do it either through SpeakPipe, where we love to hear your voices, or you can uh, submit it through the uh, Google form. Or if you'd like to, if you're on Facebook, you can submit it to the Disc Golf Answer Man Facebook page. Hmm. Go to that and submit a message there. Uh, just know, real quick, if you guys are sending questions, try not to make them time-sensitive. All right. Now I'm looking at 36 question and that's just in the Google form area. So we get a lot of questions. We, we don't want to stop you from asking questions, but when you ask questions like, Hey, did you see that tournament? Blah, 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 it might be a few weeks before we get to it. It what do you think
2: about this tournament coming up this weekend? We may not see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go from, uh, we got one from Adrian at what age range would you suggest for using the junior disc golf discs? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not
1: super good with knowing ages of kids. Yeah, I mean, size. I think it's sure. I, think, I don't know if it's an age specifically, but size wise, I would say if 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 a disc, a normal size disc is awkward in their hand just and they're, they're kind of struggling yeah. to throw it, it's the size of their head. You know, that's maybe when you, you should look at maybe getting them a junior disc to start yeah. out with just to kind of get their technique down. I think they could be good
2: starters for anybody who's even just starting out playing up to Mm -hmm. like, you know, age 10 or something like that. Um, Once, once kids get a hold of disc golf and they, and they kind of understand it a little bit better then probably yeah, eight years old would, would probably be as high as you'd want them to always be throwing the junior ones. I think you'd want to work them into the um, full size discs at that point. But up until that point, I think they're great for that. Mm -hmm. And just for fun stuff. They're great for that too. For funsies. For funsies. Just for funsies. Not for munsies. No. Not for for Munzies? Yeah, that's right.
0: (laughs) All right, next one comes from Noemi. No, not Noemi. I'm so used to saying Noemi. Naomi. Yes. Ah. So, sorry, Noemi and Naomi. 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 Yes. (laughs) Anyway, women players that I've played with all talk about using lower weight discs, but I don't see the difference. When do you suggest using lower weight discs? My impression is it seems to be if you're not quite have a strong arm if you're not a power thrower um, it, it seems that people that aren't a power throwers tend to benefit from having air discs or the light much lighter disc my understanding is, is because it what doesn't take as much strength or or Snap, arm snap, speed. snap, there you go, yeah. arm speed to get the disc to do what it's supposed to do. Um, so the lighter weight kind of aids in that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems that uh, uh, when I grab like an air trespass, I can make it turn over much more than I can a regular trespass. Of course, wind is obviously a factor and stuff like that. But if if there's no wind and all, all things are equal, I can get an air trespass to turn up or flip up straight before I can do a regular trespass. Turn up. Turn it up. So can, uh, I mean... Tighten up. Lighter plastic will also uh,
1: enhance your, your flaws. Sure. A lot, too. So if you're constantly turning stuff over, like lighter plastic, that's when I think you know... Maybe you should try something a little little heavier, like in the one sixties or something like that. Too. Yeah, so for sure. But yeah,
2: I think you hit the nail on the head. It's mm-hmm. it wants to stay in the air longer just because it's less mass to keep in the air, and so you can get longer flights. And a lot of times that means straighter flights too on air plastic.
0: So yeah, so a lighter weight might be something that you try out begin with. But if you find yourself turning those over too much, uh, then maybe uh, the lighter weights isn't right. Right or for form. You. It could be a form. Yeah, I was going to say well. make um, make yeah, sure yeah.
2: everything is still clean on that. But yep, yeah,
0: drew that next one is from jacob doing research on good discs for newer players and people with lower arm speeds go with lighter discs there you go Andy no, next question trust. thank you no, jacob yeah. the most common <laughs> attribu- attribute is a small rim for easier throwing my question is what if you have larger hands and a smaller rim doesn't fit it as it should would what would be a good disc selection
2: hmm. i mean i think if you're just just starting out like you said i mean i think the air trespass is a great one the air escape would be a great disc um it's a, it's a smaller rim, but it's not like a, not a diamond or a ruby around those sides. Well, ruby's really, really small. Uh, Jade is the other one I was thinking Jade. of, um, well, breakout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are going to be a little bit smaller, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think the escape would give you some nice glide. It's a, it's a little bit more substantial rim. Um, yeah, those are ones I would Trespass try. Out.
1: I think is a, is a good one. Cause it's not a small rim. It's no, it's, it's, it's a decent sized yeah. rim. It's
0: not a, a large rim, a but it, rim. it does feel really nice in the hand. So this is this is and if I'm understanding this correctly, this is kind of why the whole why I get uh, my on my soapbox when it talks about numbers because um, a disc may have similar numbers than the other disc, but it's still going to be the rim might be different or the it might yeah or 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 the height might be different or something Mm -hmm. like that. So there there it's different. I was almost thinking uh, of a freedom. Right because a freedom has a has a wider rim and that's oh, all yeah. oh, no no I
1: not. mean I mean it is the freedom does have a pretty Super wide, wide rim yeah. but the freedom is really hard to throw Yeah it is I mean I think I I, personally, if it's a beginner, someone starting out, freedom is the last disc I'm putting in their hands because of how fast it is. Okay. That's true. That's a good point. I want to give them something neutral flying first so they can learn angles and how to throw shots. All right. So don't ever listen to me. Plus, plus, (laughs) no, it's fine. No, no, I'm just No, that
0: makes sense though. That it it is a faster disc. Yeah. So it might be harder for, for a newer player to get it up to speed. All right. Let's jump over to speak pipe. See what uh, Kevin has to say.
3: Hey, guys. Kevin here from Washington State. Love all that you're doing with the show. Really appreciate all that you've, I've been learning from you guys. Um, today, my question here is about mid-ranges and when you guys select to use them. Um, when Always. I first started out the sport, seemed like disselection selection was very easy. Basically, you know, use some sort of driver off the tee, use the mid-range in the middle of the hole, and then when you're trying to put in the change, use a putter in the last year or two, as I've really started getting into the sport and watching others play, I've noticed that you could use all sorts of discs for different types of shots off the tee in the middle of the fairway. And uh, as you approach the basket, but also as I've advanced, I've, Started using my putters more from within 200 feet, and then outside of that, I tend to kind of jump to my fairway drivers. My question is when do you guys select to use your mid ranges? Maybe what sort of uh, circumstances go into that selection? Uh, I know right now a lot of them tend to sit in my bag unless it's kind of sitting right in between 250 to 200, maybe you know, somewhere around there. Like I said mostly using the putters to approach these days. And I'm just wanting to know your guys' thoughts. Thanks.
2: Which guys got awesome. Thanks, Kevin. I think that's not a bad spot for mid ranges to sit. Um, if you are, if you're confident with your putter inside 200, then mid ranges for you would just be just outside of that, where you think you'd really have to crank on a putter to get it there, uh, but you'd rather throw, you know, like, a a comfortable 80% shot and, and achieve the same sort of flight that you might be able to get from a putter. That's, that's when I think you would want to reach for a mid range. For us uh, it really just depends on, on the shape of the hole for the most part Um, distance wise uh, distance is obviously important, but uh, my philosophy for the most part is I want to throw the slowest disc that I can for the shot. So if, if for me, if I can throw a warden, uh, whether it's off the tee on an upshot, I, I like to because I'm really comfortable with that disc and and the stability of it. Uh, same with an with an EMAC Truth for me. If the if the shot is um, I don't know probably anything inside 350, 340, something like that, I really like throwing a mid range because I don't need to then back off a fairway driver. I can just hit hit that mm-hmm. mid range. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I like to throw them now. Things change with the wind and with low ceilings and with the terrain of the green. Uh, but for us, I think, yeah, the slower, the slowest disc that you can throw to accomplish the shot is the one that I like to throw the
1: most. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. For me personally, uh, I'll tend to reach for my EMAC truth a lot more than I reach for my putters. Right. I know, I know yeah, you, we're, you we're tend different to throw that, yeah. the Warden quite a bit and you throw it well. And I think a lot of that... Um, just is comfortability, you know, it's confidence, having confidence in that disc. You're, you're very well, you do very well at throwing that disc. Me, I've, I've always been a mid range guy. Mm -hmm. If I can throw a mid range, I'm throwing a mid range. Right. I mean, I'll throw it uh, on on 400 foot holes if I have to, I just feel a lot more comfortable than throwing something like a driver, like you had mentioned. Uh, and then as far as, uh, when I throw my putters, it, it kind of depends on the line I'm trying to hit, what the green looks like. If I have to overpower a putter, I'm going to tone back an EMAC truth. Yep. It, it just It's just easier. I just feel a lot more confident. And that's what it really boils down to. What are you more confident in throwing? What gets you the higher percentage yeah. That's what you need to stick with.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. There's a guy I played with um, when I lived in Abilene. His name was Andy. You might've met him from Alaska. Super, yeah, oh, yeah. super beard. I, yeah.
1: He's a great guy. Super cool. Yeah. Guy I played
2: either. with him in uh, McKinney a few times. Yeah. 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 And he's a great guy. Um, didn't carry a mid range. I bet he still doesn't carry mm-hmm. a mid range in his bag. I feel like the slowest uh, thing that he carried was like a, mm-hmm. like a firebird or something mm-hmm. just around that range. Mm-hmm. Um, He just didn't like, he would jump putt if he was inside, you know, 90 or a hundred. And if it was anything longer than that, he'd just throw like that. Or I think he had a Z force in the bag that he would throw. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's honestly just what he was comfortable with. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if mid ranges aren't what's super comfortable for you, you know, keep working with them, work with them in the field or whatever. But when it comes to crunch time, if you feel more comfortable throwing a putter, throw that. If you feel more comfortable with a fairway, throw that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways. I mean, it's more than one ways to skin a cat. Is that what they say? Yep. Yeah. More than one way to score in disc golf. It's a lesser known <laughs> phrase, <laughs> yes. but you know, equally as trade important. market. Yeah. Trade That's market. right.
0: That's right. All right, cool. So uh, we mentioned earlier, I'm sure in an earlier episode last year uh, about uh, the new disc golf experience that we're going to, mm-hmm. but if you haven't heard, if you don't know, uh, we have done uh, four disc, no, six disc golf experiences, If you count the Poconos. Yes. Three disc golf experience at AT AT&T Stadium. Mm -hmm. One disc golf experience at Nissan Stadium, which is home of the Titans, the Tennessee Titans. Um, Of course, AT&T is home of Dallas Cowboys. Mike Solt headed up uh, disc golf experience at Pocono Raceway twice. um, And that is in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. All of them, amazing times. Yeah, fantastic. So great times. And so Doug Bjerkes, you know, our event coordinator, HR, extraordinary guy. Dad joke. Uh, dad joke. Um, uh, cur- curator. curator yeah, yeah, curator of dad jokes. <laughs> um, he did some research and reached out to a few different... Uh, also, Brian, Brian Lamro put in some work to figure out where do we go next, and we landed on Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Uh, myself, Eric, Jeremy, and Derek... Derek. Doug went out there to check it out. It is a... Derek. I, I will admit, I was surprised at how nice the stadium is. I wasn't expecting, like, bad, but I, I just... Well, when we, when the, the first time that you probably had experience
1: going into a football stadium was going into AT&T yeah. stadium, which is, so really I mean, nice. that's, that's yeah. like, not that's, I mean, it's not that it's like one of the okay, highest, yeah, uh, cool. as far as standards go, yes. you know what I mean? Super nice. duper so cool place. It's,
0: yeah. So we went out to, to initially meet with the people. And of course we talked numbers, we talked contract negotiations, what can we do? What can't we do? And we figured it out and we're doing it on June, July. July 19th, I 15th. believe. Okay, let me look. I got it He's on my calendar. So anyway, registration opens February 14th, ho- uh, holiday day. On my birthday. Holiday Valentine's day. Valentine's Day. My birthday. Registration will open up. I don't know what time it will, but uh, some people have been asking me on Facebook, so I wanted to get that out. June 16th June 16th. <laughs> no, I it's said
1: 15th. No, Bobby said so.
0: <laughs> he said July 15th. Yeah. So, June 16th, we're going to be out there at Arrowhead Stadium. If you are in the area, even if you have to drive a couple hours, I highly recommend because it is just a really cool thing to be able to throw plastic in a stadium a football yeah, it stadium is. it's fun yeah it's good times yeah we uh, had a
2: lot of uh, dd sponsored pros out at the uh, at the one at nissan yep. uh, uh, yeah. as well as the ones in texas as well and so i would assume we'll have that at uh, at this disc golf experience as well and it's really fun to just get throw around with those guys you know um eric and tina were out there uh, zach melton was out there Paige pierce was out there eric mccabe was out there we had a, a whole lot of uh, danny lindall came out for that one yeah, and jared neal yeah, yeah, We had, we had yeah. a lot of team people out there, so um, come and check that out. If for nothing else, then just get to throw with those people and, yeah, and say what's yeah. up to them. They're yeah, cool nice. people. For uh, the most part. For the most Mostly parts. cool people. Mostly. I mean, Eric... Eric will still be there, but that's okay.
0: Don't talk to Eric. Oakley uh, that sorry. Way. That's so sorry. rude. Sorry. Sorry. Oakley. So rude. <laughs> 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 All right. So we have Cameron. He asked us a question on Facebook. He says, hello, I have a quick question about tournament divisions. I am new to the tournament scene, but wanted to participate in at least a couple this summer. I have never been in a tournament before, so I'm unsure as to which division I should sign up for intermediate, advanced or open. I would say my average drive is around 300 feet and I'm pretty reliable putting inside of 20 So, based on that information, all that will change as soon as that two-minute warning goes off. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) If you're throwing 300 (laughs) feet consistently, I mean, if it's your first tournament... Play intermediate. I would say play intermediate. Why not? Just to see where you stack up. and You may be called a bagger if you end up winning by five or six strokes, but you never know. You never know know where you should be until you actually give it a try. Mm -hmm. I think intermediate's a great spot for you to just to give it a try, and... You know, if you dominate, you can move up to advance at the next event. Yeah, immediately. So, yeah. And I like to, if you've got
2: other tournament players in your area, see where you score in relation to them yep. and then see what division they play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Cause sometimes that might be uh, maybe they play intermediate, but they're kind of on the bottom half. So you might want to start out in recreational. Yep. Uh, maybe they, maybe they're on the other end of it. Maybe they're in, in intermediate or advanced uh, and you might want to start out there. Either way is fine, but just know, like you said, Once the two minute horn blows Mm -hmm. and it's your first tournament there, there is no, for me, there's no feeling quite as, nerve wracking is that mm-hmm. i missed I, I remember i we were at turner park i threw a forehand on the first hole i never threw four hands at the time and i put it like 10 feet away i was like dude oh my goodness I'm, I'm so good at this game guys i am the best yes and i i swear to you i missed the basket from 10 feet i bet you i missed three feet to the right oh, i was man. i was just so like jittery and ah, i'm gonna do stuff so yes prepare for that it, yes it, it will be a different deal
0: very, 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 very true. All right. So we got another question from Facebook. This is from Zach. Hey, Disc Golf Answer Man crew. First off, just because it's fun having Bobby try to pronounce names. <laughs> he wants me to pronounce his last name, but he told me how to. It's Pad, Pagic. Even if I, oh, rhymes with magic. Pagic. You, you say is, this is, this magic. is Tim. Here's a question from Padgic. <laughs> nice. I don't even know what song I'm singing. I think you have a future in a music a, production. Do you believe in magic?
1: It's close enough. No. That's the only song I can think of that has magic in it right anyway. now. Anyway. Well, there's uh, another one, but I
0: don't think we should I'm sing saying, that one on nah, Disc Offensive. Probably not. <laughs> This is a children's
2: show.
0: Oh, yes. No, I know what you talking about. Yeah, no. Anyway, says uh, 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 Magic Padgett says, I've been playing for around two years now. I've made a lot of progress in my game, but my putting from anything over about 30 feet is awful. If I try to do any kind of powerful putt, like a jump, I end up throwing it way too lofty, like a baseball tossed underhand. So the accuracy is awful, and I don't get much distance anyway. Tips on how to do an effective jump putt ew well definitely don't take a picture of it because everybody on facebook will say you foot fault so no foot fault don't do that (laughs) so how does he get more effective at his jump putts Hmm. practice them yes number one do it a lot (laughs) do it a lot for Uh, me
1: i don't and it depends on your putting style for me when i if i'm jump putting how far out would you say i am if uh, i'm actually jump i mean at least 80 yeah probably i mean maybe longer but i'm a spin putter so i can get you know, I can generate a lot of spin, which gives me loft, which gives me distance. So right. I can get a lot more power behind it. And I just feel a lot more confident doing that way. Occasionally, I'll do a little step mm-hmm. if I'm trying to, you know, give it an extra run or something. But um, yeah, it kind of depends on your putting style. But honestly, the only way to to do it is do it, is get right. out and practice it. Uh, tips is there's really not a lot of, like, there's, there's nothing I could say that, you know, okay, this is what you need to work on. And now you'll be good. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's yeah. really all about getting out there because everybody's forms different. Like look mm-hmm. at, look at, for instance, like Paul Ulibarri, mm-hmm. he is known for jump putty one or pro- step putty. One
2: of the best, if not the best, just step through putters
1: that's absolutely, out there. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. So, you know, it, it, there, there's different variables that go into it, but um, I can just strongly encourage you to get out to the practice basket and just Constantly work on something, work on different uh, mechanics and whatever really is uh, feels comfortable to you.
2: Mm-hmm. I would also try, uh, go through your regular putting motion. Say you're at 35 or so, so you're just outside the circle. Mm-hmm. Go through your regular putting motion, but... Follow through so much that you are forced to take a step forward like you yep. like your weight is so much over your front foot when you let it go like you're exploding so much forward that you have to take a step because that's kind of the starting of one of those step putts is following through so much that you do need to step through. Now, there's a point.
1: couple different styles. You can do the step, putt, mm-hmm. or you can do the jump putt an actual mm-hmm. jump, right? Right. Uh, yeah. I, Which you I don't see a lot of that anymore. You don't see a lot of the jumping. You see more right. stepping yeah. more than anything these days.
2: I, yeah. Other than just trying it out, there's, there's not like a secret where you can just mm-hmm. say, Hey, just do this and you'll make yeah. it. Cause if there was, I would, I would like to know. it. First, you take all your
1: change out of your left pocket, put it in your right pocket. Ah, put the balance back mm-hmm. where it needs to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> or you can just put a change in my pocket. There you go. If you want to do that, I'll no. give it, I'll give it to you try. later. I don't believe in change. <laughs> All right, next question comes from Boo. What up, Boo?
4: what's up guys so since Bobby was such a huge fan of my idea last time I uh, called into the show I figured I'd switch it up to a short story for you guys this one's mostly for Eric I can recap um, so that my, if you want
2: yeah well, he was talking about making plastic names uniform across companies mm-hmm, so right. instead of instead of BT and classic he and was being Zero. sarcastic because right, I wasn't a fan correct you were not a fan all right so we, met, we we messaged back and forth about it a little <laughs> a little after he said so Bobby really didn't like my idea uh-uh. and I was
0: like <laughs> no no he did not so anyway Okay. now so, next question proceed no so next question no. <laughs>
4: let's,
0: let's see what boo's got now. Right,
4: boo. my friend andy the first time i met andy uh we played rooster rock state park and uh the water was water levels were really high he threw one of his putting putters off the tee and it ended up in a pond um he had to go swimming for it it was definitely not uh swimming weather um that sort of thing so uh ever since then we had kind of talked about the fact that you always tell people not to throw your putting putter. Don't throw tee shots with the putter that you use around the basket. Good advice. (laughs) Pretty simple to follow. Uh, Andy, now, next time we're out at Rooster Rock, uh, this time we're in the wooded side of the course. Is another nine that's back in the woods. We get up to hole nine. He's never seen the shot before. It's a short putter shot, and I'd warn him that if you get up by the basket and you fade out or if you go a little too far, you can soar off of a cliff. (sighs) Whoa he doesn't candy. care he steps up with his challenger gets up on the t-pad he says this one's for emac and he throws the challenger <laughs> in your face maybe 20 25 minutes later of looking around for it um in your it face. actually <laughs> did turn up he had he went all the way down the uh the cliff and all the way back up but oh. he had luckily checked up right behind the basket had a little birdie look but didn't convert i'll mm. check you guys later <laughs>
2: So, mm. moral of the story, kids:
1: Andy, do not throw your putting putters. Andy, yeah. just Andy, don't Andy. do it. No, don't do don't it. Don't do it. It's it. not worth it. Nope. All right, let's see what Dylan. Unless you are me, oh, who has like one million putting well, putters, just continuously putting putters in and yeah, out. Yeah, but of you know, guy. but no, that's no. neither
2: here nor there.
0: Don't do it. All right, next one's from Dylan. Hey, disc golf answer man crew. I was wondering if there was any mandate for a sponsored player to use said sponsor's discs. For example, I'm somebody who would love to be sponsored by Dynamic Discs. I'm working on improving my game so that one day maybe I can be. But there are a few Innova discs I throw that I'm trying to swap out with Dynamic Discs. Is there any rule stating... That I would not be able to use in a disk Just curious. Thank you. All right, I want to. I want to weigh on in on this. Go ahead uh, before you get in there, Robert McCall. I guess before you want get, to in get in there. In there. What
2: do you think? Do you think I'm going to come out guns blazing?
0: I don't know. No. Well, no, because I do a lot because of my nature of my job. I do a lot of uh, probably more than I need to. Uh, I read a lot of social media because I like to I like to I like learning from people. let like to have your finger on the pulse. Exactly. I like to learn from people. I like to see how people react to different things. So I, I pay attention to a lot of things that go on and see social media anyway. And a lot of times I will see people when when they say. Uh, they'll they'll they won't understand why someone wants to throw disc from one particular brand, and they'll say unless you're sponsored. Um, I got to tell you, Dylan, um, there is no there's no <sighs> to to say there's a rule. Maybe yes, there's a rule, but there's nothing mandating. In other words, we're not gonna w- w- well. I don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, here's, here's you talk about gonna, the
2: pre-sponsorship portion because that's what you're
0: addressing, right? No, but what I want, I, I okay. I'm just gonna keep it real. This is what I am get. Keep it real, Dylan. What do you think the answer is? <laughs> <Gosh>. Harsh. <laughs> Coming in hot. I almost feel like I need to go to the judge and say, judge, permission to be hostile with the witness. I would, I would have said no to that one had <laughs> you told me ahead, but that's okay. But and I, I, you know, Dylan, I'm not. I know it may feel maybe I feel like I'm, I'm picking on your target. I'm not, but. Anybody that has that type of question, and yes, you're probably new to the sport, but do you think Tiger Woods gets to uh, have a Titleist club? Yes, he does. Oh. No, he doesn't. Oh. <laughs> I don't Not know what he uses he was, now. That, he was sponsored but, by Nike for a while. Right. Nike's well, out of the game now. Well, right. But back in the day. I know. I know what you're saying. What would be the point of, of, a, of a sponsor of a company investing in a player saying we want to help you by paying for this, paying for that, giving you bonuses. What would be the point of doing that? If that person was not promoting your products. promoting your product. Yeah. So this, this question does
1: come up a lot, but it doesn't come up in, in that in this way. It, it usually comes up as, okay, I want to be sponsored by DD. Can I throw latitude 64 or can I throw a West side Discs? Well, stem? now that I get that, but that's you know. the question I see more than, Hey, I want to be sponsored by DD. Can I throw a disc discraft banger GT? Right. You know, I, that that those usually don't come up. Those right. questions I don't usually hear a whole lot of. But to answer your question, absolutely not. Right. And for me being uh, uh, you know, I was sponsored by Discraft for 10 years and now DD, when I when I'm sponsored by a company like DD, I want to support them cuz they support me. Right. I don't want to have competitors Discs in my bag, like Innova Discs or Discraft it or anything for that matter. I mean, sure, I respect players that have the contracts with Innova Discraft across the of course, board. that's We've got fine. great friends on those teams. I, I do. And Props to them, but I'm going to, I'm
0: going to support those that support me. Right. And so, yeah. So, you know, I apologize, Dylan, (laughs) if I came across harsh, but (laughs) it's just a little, it's just, I mean, come on, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to see someone who's sponsored by Pepsi go around drinking a Coke. Except that commercial. You remember that commercial?
2: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, there are some disc
0: manufacturers
2: that allow their players to throw a mixed bag.
0: Because they don't have because they don't have a complete lineup. That's
2: untrue. That's, That's untrue. There are companies that have a complete lineup up that don't require their players to throw all of their discs that's true who i could do are are we we're gonna do this i'm pretty sure legacy pretty sure legacy doesn't require their players to throw an entirely legacy Mm bag i think they can throw what they would like to gateway is the same way when they've had sponsored players
1: you can use as long as you use some gateway at one point i remember hearing gateway was was it gateway or vibram vibram was the vibram is like that as well you have to have vibram putters but you can have whatever yeah. else you want
2: yep vibram is like that I've, I've i've heard of companies who are like that who um maybe don't at the time when they started that they probably didn't have the most complete lineup but but now that they do they still kept that same rule mm-hmm. for um for a dynamic disc sponsorship we require all of our players to throw dynamic discs, discs latitude 64 or west side discs because those are the companies that we're partnered with those are the Sorry, those are the ones that we want to promote, and that that we want our players to promote. Um, I would say this: if you're seeking sponsorship, I think the the best thing to do is just to enjoy playing disc golf. Throw what works for you. If that if that's what it takes for you to get to um, to get noticed, yeah, whatever whatever rating you need to be at, or um, whatever you know community things you need to do, events you need to run, however that goes, you need to do what works best for you and then worry about sponsorship later, right? I I think... Uh, this is one thing that I see. I see a lot of players getting into the sport early and then I'll immediately get a sponsorship request from them. And it's great. Like we love hearing from people who want to support our company because they love what we're doing, but you need to know this isn't something that fresh out of the gate. We're going to say, here's some free stuff. If you promote us, we want to partner with people who are, um, who are out there all the time, who are playing a ton of tournaments, who are doing very well and who are highly respected out there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, if they've got a, if they've got a bad attitude or, um, or a bad kind of reputation, I'm not really excited about having that person on, on my team. Um, On the flip side of that, there are also people on our team who are great at running events and um, coordinating fundraisers and a lot of things like that. And so there are a couple of different aspects that we look at when we look to add new players, but just throwing our discs is, is not one of them. I would love for a player when they first talk to me to at least be some familiar with our discs so that we have a common starting ground.
1: But, well, yeah. I mean, if they're reaching out to us for sponsorship, I would hope that they are fans of us first, right? and, yes. and want to, and know that they can throw our plastic. Yeah, that sure. that avenue, as opposed to, hey, I have an all-in of a bag, but I want to be sponsored by yeah. you. Oh, you know?
2: I get lots of those too. Yeah,
1: I get lots of all sorts of stuff oh, that I I, that I
2: won't share. But anyway, um, great great question because our our players uh, are. Are committed to us, and we're committed to them. We want them to promote our discs, and we're going to promote them as players.
0: Legacy only has two mid ranges. Well, yeah. How is that a complete lineup? They have a couple. That's not a complete lineup. Okay. I mean, you
2: can you, you can make whatever argument you want on that. I'm just saying there are companies that have a lot of
1: discs that still allow their players to throw max bags. I, th- I think what Bobby is is saying for as far as a complete lineup, I think he's talking about. You know, like all stability a, is covered, is right? In a yeah. yeah, all yeah. In Disccraft. other words, in other words,
0: apart. I mean, and this is not a bash on legacy at all. I'm just noticing, just pointing out that, you know, it was said that they have a complete lineup. They do not have a complete lineup. Yes. Could someone compete with everything that they have? Yes. Right. And and they've got
2: a lot of players who complete with, compete with and
0: complete with cool, (laughs) compete with only legacy backs and they do exceptionally well. Oh, absolutely. But they, when I say complete lineup, I mean that, that if their team were to grow and grow and grow and grow, I would imagine some people would say, well, Hey, I need, I don't ha- I don't have this slot filled maybe when it comes to mid range sure yeah. and I understand that at the beginning of DD and even probably maybe now so well not now but partly why we said it was okay to throw everybody because we knew we didn't have a complete line so right. we wanted well, people when you say everybody
1: well I I think the first year there was a transition there, there was like yeah. there was like 3 months or something like that I think 3 to 6 months I don't think it was a full year that we were able to throw whatever we wanted Cause I remember the first event at Town Lake. We all said, no, we're going to support DD. We're going to throw all of this, and we all suck. Everybody <laughs>
5: played like garbage.
1: <laughs> oh, man, because we're learning new stuff. I mean, it was yeah, I took a so. five on hole one at L.L. Woods. How good is all that? All right, Dylan. I will
0: apologize Not again, good. Dylan, <laughs> for being so harsh. But come on. I mean, come on. <laughs>
2: Just, <laughs> not to I'm, not uh, to beat a dead horse, yeah, But no, just let's being, just beat a dead horse. No, I'm just horse. being yeah. mean.
0: I'm just being mean now. So, okay. So on a lighter note, let's talk about some things we have coming up. Yes, we have uh, Texas trip for bag of tricks. Nice. So me, uh, Anthony. Oh, hi, Anthony. Me, Robert, so, and uh, <laughs> me, so. me, Robert and AJ. You sound like it's go. <laughs> i mean we're we'll we're, talk about we'll, it later. we'll, talk about, we'll it. talk about it later it's a maybe so there's a texas trip coming up on january 20th and eric uh, oakley and tina stanitis have come up with some really cool ideas they're calling it the bag of tricks you can follow their uh youtube page and facebook page whale pants and they put it like a quick explainer video out there um but i'm sure robert because they've explained mm-hmm. it to you yeah kinda just a we real, kicked the idea around the elevator pitch for bag of sure tricks.
2: so so bag of tricks is just a one round uh one round event intended for you to learn more types of disc golf shots or to get to practice the ones that you know but don't use very much. So, for 18 holes on the course, you can throw three backhand shots. Off the, these are all shots off the tee three backhand shots, three forehand shots, three backhand rollers, three forehand rollers, three overhand shots, and then three players' choice. So, with that's cool throughout the course of the round. Uh, If you're a backhand dominant player, you can throw no more, no more than a third of your tee shots can be backhand shots. The rest have to be forehands, backhand rollers, forehand rollers, or uh, overhand shots. So this is just encouraging people to learn different types of shots, to learn some of the different discs in their bag and how they act on those type of shots. And then if you win your division, you win a bag. That's why it's called bag of tricks. Kind of works both ways. Uh, so if there's a certain amount of people in your division, then you might win a trooper bag that there's quite a few more people in your division. Maybe you have a shot at a commander or a ranger, a ranger H2O or something like that. So there's a lot of incentive for people to come out and make these really big fields so that you have a shot at winning a bag and even a nicer one.
0: Yeah,
1: that's cool. I, I really like that idea. Yeah, that's it's going to be awesome
2: concept. I'm going to be awful at it, but I'm sure as heck
1: going to try. Know. I don't think you'll be awful at it. I mean, you've got a pretty decent forehand. Uh, Yeah, I'm okay on the forehand. The forehand, backhand rollers are, you know. And you're playing Carrollton. The rollers are going to be difficult because there's not a whole lot of
0: rollers out there. Yep. forehand roller is going to be yeah. rough. Yes. <laughs> Which course is we playing at?
1: I think just
2: Jimmy, Jimmy Porter? Porter. Yeah.
0: Jimmy Porter. So Jimmy Porter in the, in the dynamic disc Carrollton area. If you're in that area, uh, look the for Dyna- that. Oh, like, in if you're in the dynamic discs, Carrollton no. area, yeah, that's, that's the
1: name
2: that's of the city. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the overhand shots though. I don't throw those very no. much. So, so if you we'll have that, a good time with it, it,
0: if you're in that area, uh, look for on Facebook at, for whale pants. And, uh, I think you can look in our event page, section two of dynamic disc, but you can get for more, more information. Um, out there about that but myself and Roberts and AJ Risley are going mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to go out there obviously to film and uh, we're going to have a disc golf adventure disc golf adventure we're going to take the RV, <laughs> R-V. that's going to be fun so anyway so it's going to be good times and the reason we're going out to the film is so that we can help uh, Eric and Tina promote it a little bit more with some video and uh, um, stuff like that so good times and because we want to take the RV somewhere yes I mean, that's that secondary RV. but of course, still we may get it out there and be like I don't want to do RV no I don't more, even like they? this anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, uh, let's see a couple questions on SpeakPipe. Let's see. This is from eight three zero seven one.
6: Hey, Bobby, Eric, and Robert. Hope you guys are doing good. Uh, thanks for all that you do. I am just calling in today because uh, I was at a tournament uh, last week. And during the players meeting, a gentleman got up and announced that he was running uh, an event at one of our local courses this spring. Uh, The event sounded like it was somewhat similar to the Next Gen Championship, except for uh, he called it something else. I don't remember what. And uh, pretty much it sounded like 16 people uh, get together on a course uh, and they all compete. Um, And then, you know, you work your way up from there until you have your finalists. Um, And then, yeah, it sounded like the finalists got some pretty nice stuff. Um, But I wasn't able to find more information about that on the DD website. Hoping maybe you guys have some more information about that. Hopefully you do, Robert. Um, I look forward to hearing it. And keep it real, guys. Thank you.
0: All right. So this is FN 83071. No, FN.
6: <laughs>
3: we,
0: we do have some more information FN about that. What you're talking about is the United States Amateur Match Play Championships. And uh, we are very excited for this in 2018. Um, it's a match play type event where you can get uh, your state involved. Uh, but I'm going to turn it over to Eric and Robert because they know much more about match play than I do.
2: Yes. Do you want to talk about the match play format? Or you want me to just go for it?
0: Go, go ahead and talk about the, uh, the
2: event and then we can kind of both talk about that. Cool. Event. So the USA MPC, I want more letters, but whatever. U S <laughs> amateur match play championship, uh, is going to be set up in a a local qualifier and a regional qualifier and then a national championship. So for the local qualifier, the first 16 players to sign up at the local qualifiers uh, will be the people who are in. And then uh, through a partnership with Udisc, those names will be randomized so that we're going to set up a bracket basically with those 16 people. And if you win, you move on to the next station. That's just how it is the entire time. It's a one and done single elimination match play event.
1: It's very similar to like March Madness. Yeah. As far as the bracket system goes. And yeah. You, you play somebody now. Correct. There's no seating. You're not necessarily seated. Right. But it's, it it's
2: overall the same concept. Yes, exactly. It's a one and, and it's one and done. So, uh, I'm pretty sure it's $40. You get a couple of exclusive discs mm-hmm. to the event, um, and then you just, you start playing matches. And if you win your local qualifier, you move on to the regional qualifier, which is usually around your state. Some states will have to combine things like that. But, um, but you move on to your regional qualifier and then that'll only have 16 competitors max as well. Mm -hmm. Once you, if you win that, if you, so at that point you would have won, let's see, you need four matches to, uh, you need, no, I guess you need to win three times to win a Well, now I'm having a hard time four times to win win a 16 person bracket. You win another four times and you win the the regional bracket. Then you get to come to Emporia and compete in the national championship. That will have. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. That'll have 64 players in it. Uh, So a lot more people to work through. But there are increasingly better prizes as you move on. Mm-hmm. So if you get to the regional, it's a better prize than when you started at the local, which was a couple of discs. If you get to come to Emporia and compete in the national championship, we're going to cover $500 of your travel costs. Just here's a $500 here's, check. Here's $500. Thank you for coming out. If you end up winning this thing and I found this out live. And so I reacted live cause I thought it was really cool. <laughs> if you win this thing, Then you win free discs for life. Life. And put an asterisk by life because it's really 20 years, but still, (laughs) life. Um, So, how that works is we're going to put $2,000 worth of credit into a dynamicdiscs.com online account for you the first year. Go nuts. $2,000 $2,000 buys a whole lot of discs. Uh, a
1: lot of Frisbees. Yes.
2: And for every year after that, for do, the 19- Do you know how many EMAC truths they could get? <laughs> There's so oh my many. My goodness. They could, they, could, <laughs> they could probably pay your mortgage <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Let's do it. And think about it if you do win this. Um, yeah, please. But so, and then for the 19 years after that, an additional $500 will be added to that account afterwards. So basically, if you need a disc, you will have it for the next 20 years, you'll
1: have it. Yeah. That's it's gonna, gonna so be awesome, super duper I'm I'm so cool. Stoked on that. Yes, and, and match play is so much fun. It's a whole different animal. Yes, than than regular just stroke play uh, golf. Anybody can win match play. Yes, anybody. I mean, all you have to do is have a few good holes. Uh, like for instance, um, we used to do this at the Players Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, back the Players Cup used to be just a regular old major, normal event, and then it took a year off, and then it, it was transformed into a, a match play event. And it was great. I remember going down there and playing that. And you really got to stay on top of your game the entire time. Yeah, you can't get the, lazy. The, the one good thing is if if you shank a shot or, or you know you're going to lose the hole, you can just concede. Just pick it up. Let's go to the next one. That doesn't matter that you beat me by eight strokes on that one hole. Right. That doesn't matter. You know, so you got one point. Yep. Uh, it, it's just so much fun. And um, I, I've been wanting something like this in our sport for a very, very long time. And to uh, to have DD doing it is is not just me because it's, I'm obviously a biased opinion here, but they're gonna kill it, yeah. and and coming to Emporia, I mean, man, that's that's to me that's everybody's dream right. in my opinion to to want to come here and and get treated like royalty and, and a chance to win. <laughs> discs for life absolutely nice. and the the website that you need to check out uh is
2: disc go there you can register a local qualifier if there isn't one in your area you can just register to one run one run one to, yourself to one one you can register to run one why you hunt wabby <laughs> very very quick uh you can run one and participate in it yourself there's no uh, oh, stipulation so against doing that. that? No, yeah, you can't. No. You're you're rated too high.
1: Man. Um,
2: but so go to discgolfmatchplay.com. You can compete.
0: <laughs> I like how you both went. Ah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: discgolfmatchplay.com. You can check that out. get you a lot of information on that. And
0: uh, look into running one of those in your area. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one is from Dylan and on Facebook. Hello, Robert, Robert and Eric. Is this the same Dylan? No, this is different, Dylan. All right. Yeah, but I will go ahead and apologize since his name is Dylan. <laughs> since I was so harsh on the first Dylan. Uh, he says, let's say it's cold, which it is. It is. You're throwing really old baseline plastic. The disc smashes into mm-hmm. the cage, cracks in half, and only goes half in. Oh, no. What is the ruling if half of a disc goes into the basket and the half doesn't? Good question. The yep. The rule on uh, broken discs
1: is you play from the larger piece. Mm-hmm. So if it's I mean I really don't know what to say if it's too close to call but usually they don't crack exactly in half mm-hmm. but it's it is a larger piece so if if you throw and hit a tree and it cracks in half on the tree and and half of it goes in the basket and the other half goes in the lake You know, I mean it depends on which one the bigger side. You better hope the bigger side is in the basket. Yes, exactly. So Um, you do play from the bigger piece.
2: Yes. Now he said if you put it into the cage and it breaks, Mm -hmm. so if it enters through the cage, that doesn't count. Yes. You would need to make it like a regular putt over the cage, but then if it broke while in the basket or hit a tree in the larger half bounce Mm -hmm. in the basket, however that happens. Or if it hit and shattered and goes over. Yeah. I mean they're they're, totally fine. As long as it goes in one of the legitimate ways that a putter can go in the basket. Which is then, very
1: confusing for 2018. Yes.
2: Yes. But as long as the larger or largest piece, because it may break into three pieces, as long yeah. as the largest piece yep. entered the basket legally, then that would be what
0: you'd go with. Yep. Next one is from Jeff. He also sent it into Facebook Messenger. Uh, Disc Golf Answer Man, does temperature affect stability? My friend, I know that when I get too cold, I get a little unstable. Same. Uh, My friend friend and I played in low 20 degree temps today, and our discs seemed to fly with less stability than normal. I played with a brand new Wraith right off the shelf and was getting some of the best hyzer flips I've seen from a Wraith before. Uh, Another friend playing with us said he had only heard that lower temps caused overstability. Materials typically contract in cold and expand in heat, but I don't know how, if at all, this affects the stability of a disc. What do you guys think? Um.
1: Yes, I think it affects the st- stability of a disc. I don't know to what degree. I know the reason I think a lot of people think everything is more overstable is because they aren't throwing with as much power. I think that has a lot mm. to do with it. Uh, but I have noticed, I, I personally think everything is more understable in cold weather. And even, even like sub, what, 40s, I would yeah. say would be a good degree to, to determine it off of, but uh, anything under that for me, I I noticed that the other day and we're playing, I had a few discs that were flipping over a little bit harder for me. I'm like, what is going on here? So I absolutely think it, it tends to be a little bit more understable. The people that think it's more overstable, in my opinion, I feel like they're just not putting as much power because one, you're either layered up more and it hurts. It's yes. Cold. Yes. it so always You hurts. don't, I mean, you just don't put as much power on it. Yep. I'm, I'm like you. Most
2: of the time I feel like my discs are more understable when it's cold. Yes. And that's for me because I think I'm trying to compensate by thinking, Oh, I'm cold. I need to hit this harder mm-hmm. to, to get a little bit more out of it. And so usually I, I turn discs over more when it's cold.
0: Yeah. Um, what yeah. was I gonna say? Oh I don't know. Uh, no, I wanted to <laughs> um I okay, just go ahead. got I just got back from uh New York, I had a trip out there to see some family. What I thought was really cool, I wanted to give a shout out to a guy named Tim. I was uh What's up, Tim? What's up, Tim? Hey Tim. I was on the getting ready, get on the plane in uh Rochester, New York. And uh Did I Did you get recognized? Yeah. That's cool. I was my uh, my wife was with me and my Sue had already scanned her little boarding pass and was walking to the what do you call it, the concourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, some guy comes with you. Hey, you the disc golf answer man? I said, yeah. Hey, how are you? What's your name? And he said his name was Tim. And he's like, oh, man, it's good meeting you. So I just thought it was cool. Awesome. This is really nice. cool.
2: So I'm kind of pissed that you accepted that you are the disc golf answer man
1: in his presence. It's true.
0: What did you want me to say? He said, are say you the nah, disc golf?
2: Is, is, I
1: work with him, though. <laughs>
2: I've this, this all could have been avoided. <laughs> this I am obviously joking. That's I know. Why I know
0: you are, but I explained this to Terry Miller because he says, shouldn't we name it, change the name to disc, disc golf answer, answer men? men? No, the disc golf answer man is whichever man mm-hmm. or woman disc golf answer. Woman answers disc your golf question. Answer person. Yes. Is your disc golf answer man? Yes. So if you ask a question and I can better answer it, then I become your disc golf yeah. answer man. Mm hmm forever so in that
2: moment so that's the you're the only person they can ask questions no, to after that yeah. <laughs> yes
0: in that moment True. i was that person's i was tim's mm. disc golf answer man i oh, like him
2: i feel like if i came back <laughs> uh, honestly i feel like if i came back and somebody said hey are you the disc golf answer man i'd be like yeah y'all would have been like shut up yeah well, we would have you're dumb <laughs> yeah <laughs> we would have you yeah
5: standard
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway next one is from chris <laughs> standard
5: Hey guys, Chris here from Kentucky. Uh, You guys are awesome. Love the show. And I just love listening to your insight. Uh, A couple quick questions. First one is uh, I've been playing for about five years and max distance isn't real far. It's only about two thirty, two fifty, but I only play about once a month. But recently my nine year old daughter has been getting interested and I would just like to make sure I could help her grow hopefully beyond what I can do and really help. Uh, so any insight you guys could give me on what to do to help her would be awesome. And then secondly, uh, I wonder how. we.
1: Let's do the first one first. Let's do the first one first. Um, just a, a lot of things you could do is, well, first off, props for letting your daughter be Heck involved yeah. and bringing her out. Let her be a sponge. Let her just come out and play with you. And, and you know, at that age, don't don't force anything. Don't try to correct too yeah. much. Don't don't try to correct anything. Really? Yeah, Make sure just, if there's a couple like yeah, just, obvious things you can yeah. you can change it up a little bit, but just say try this. Yeah. Try but, this. Yeah. How about you try this or whatever? You know, this selection is probably going to be the most important. So I'd recommend getting her some diamonds, mm-hmm. rubies. Pearls, I know yep. that sounds, get her some diamonds, rubies, and pearls and breakouts and all that, but uh, those discs are going to be great for her to to, to begin with, um, but the key is make sure she's having fun, because yep. if she's not having fun, she's not going to want to come back, you know, you don't want to discourage it, you let, let her fall in love with the sport the way you did. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you're having a good time.
0: Yep. That's all I would say. Next part of this question.
5: Go about getting a uh, skins match here. I've been watching your guys' coverage of the skins matches you guys have done. And is there any way to get one in the area? I know that uh, the Idlewild Open is on the Pro Tour, and that's about a 10-minute drive from here. So any way I could uh, hook up and possibly get a uh, skins match going and (laughs) We could get a group together. It would be awesome. So I'm just interested to hear what you guys have to say. Thanks.
0: So I believe what he's talking about, luck of the draw, right? Mm -hmm. The skins match we did. We did three of them so far. We did one in Emporia, one in Kansas City, and one at the Hollows. Um, In, In New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Those were kind of testers, feeler routers, because we each, if you watch, a close attention to the videos, the format sort of changes as far as the prizes and how we pick and stuff like that. Little, little things that maybe you didn't pick up on, maybe you do, because we were trying to figure out what worked best. So I think we have a good understanding of what would work best. And I know that Paige Pierce and Ricky Wysocki are sort of heading that up with, of course, help from us to figure that out. Do you know any more, Robert, as far as like specific dates or plans or execution? Sure. So the best thing that you can do right now is look up luck of the draw skins
2: match on Facebook and then just send them a message with your information, where you live. And, uh, and we, we are keeping track of those right now. We're going to start organizing those here in the next little bit, but for the most part, it's best if you live in or near a place where like a pro tour stop is going to be or a national tour or something like that. So when you said Idlewild, I think there's a, it's a, like a real likelihood that you could get an event out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just want to make sure that we've got good contact information for somebody who can set that up and facilitate the raffle ticket sales and day of the event and everything like that. So definitely message us there and uh, and we'll get some
0: organization started on that soon. Excellent. One thing that we want to talk about is we got reached out to by uh, Dustin Leatherman. Yes. And he has a really hit him and uh, Hannah. Leatherman have a really cool organization called Eagle Eagle Eagles Wing. Eagles Wings. Disc golf. Um they have come out to how many GBOs? Three or four? The last three yeah. or four? About twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. The last three or four yeah. Glassbone open events. And uh, they've held uh, chapel services, I believe, on usually on the night of check-in, right? Mm-hmm. Right after yes. check-in. Yep, right after check-in. So right after that, the player meeting, I thought. Yeah. Right. So, so um, you know, if you're traveling a lot, and, or if if Open is one of the things you travel to, and you want to be able to go to a chapel service, they're there to provide that for you. They do
2: that at lots of stops on the tour as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So make sure you try to see if you figure out if Eagle Eagles Wings is out there. Anyway, this is what he sent to us. I'm just just to get everything in there. I'm just going to read what he what he asked us to talk about. He says, uh, Eagle Wings Disc Golf is partnering with Didi and others to offer a junior grant with six winners for 2018. The grant is designed to reward juniors who not only are exciting excelling on the course, but who are seeking to make a difference in their disc golf communities through serving and teaching. You can apply on the Eagles Wings Disc Golf website through February 16th, all six winners will receive paid entry into either Junior Worlds or the United States Junior Disc Golf Championships, along with a custom Dymax DD Disc. Some cool stuff from team members such as Eric McCabe, Tina Stenitis, and Ricky Waisaki, along with items from Paragon, Upper Park, Kids Disc Golf, U-Disc, and Mr. Disc Golf. More details can be found if you need them. Uh, let's see. There's. There looks like their website is pushtherock.com. But I'll put the complete because it's a fairly long uh, URL. I'll put the uh, complete <laughs> link in the description notes of this particular episode, so you can check that out. He said, "This is our second year running, and we're just hoping to get the word out to as many people as possible." Awesome, uh, so just wanted to share that because they do so much for us yeah, when it comes do. to Glass one open and they helped out a lot with the junior mm-hmm. uh, event that we had last year. So we want to every kinda, year they've they've been involved. Oh every year Dustin okay. has been involved in
1: some shape or form with nice. the Juniors event. Every so we kind
0: of want to you know uh, uh, pay it back to them and mm-hmm. give them some exposure for that so for sure. definitely check that out at pushtherock.com. Let's see we got a couple a uh, few more minutes for a couple more questions. We'll do a couple more just to wrap things up. This one's from Brad. When I throw my hand placement is on top of the disc at say about 12 o'clock. All other form issues aside, does this affect the flight characteristics of the disc or even the power I can put on it? Also, when will DD release the new discs? I'm impatiently waiting for the getaway. (laughs) You and me both. My friend. So for the 12 o'clock placement,
2: it depends on where the disc is in your throw. Depends for for if that matters or not depends on the shot you're throwing too. True, but like, all right. So if you're if you're holding the disc out in front of you, then your disc should, your hand should really be at three o'clock on the disc. You should be on on the side of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's how you want your arm to look is basically straight through your arm and through your wrist. Three o'clock is where you want your hand to be. Now, eventually when you're getting ready to throw your shot, yeah, your, your hand will end up somewhere around 12 because you break your elbow a little bit you break your wrist a little bit. But what you don't want is to start the disc curled and then pull it back curled as well. You really want that to be a straight forearm through a straight wrist when you're holding the disc and only break your wrist when your arm is forced to. Right. That's how you get good snap on the disc. Um, that's how you ensure more consistency because if your wrist is already curled at some point, you're going to have to think I, I need to uncurl my wrist. If it's not, then you can allow your body and the force coming through your arm to rip the disc out of your hand. That's going to give you the best consistency. Yeah. You're going to definitely have a, a wide range of shanks. Yes. Potentially all sorts. So yeah, that's what I would work on. Start it at three o'clock and make sure that that, that your forearm to your wrist through the top of your hand is all in one line mm-hmm. at the three o'clock
0: point of the disc point point taken. Excellent. Um, where was I going next with that? Sorry, I got high track. All right. So, uh, the interesting, <laughs> what was the other part of his question? I don't know. You should read it again. No, I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the new molds. Oh yes, 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 yes. So the new mode, So and, and I want to address this because we we've got a, a, quite a few people asking about the new molds. So tomorrow, um, tomorrow. Yeah, no. Um, so um, for sure, the patrol comes out when we do the trilogy, trilogy challenge because it is our mid range for the trilogy yeah. challenge. So you'll be looking mm-hmm. at that around May. Okay, May. Uh, the Maverick. Uh, the other ones we don't have specific dates. Do One we? of them is a GBO, I believe. One of them's going to be a GBO? One of them's a GBO release. Okay. I'm pretty
1: sure. I'm pretty sure the other two are going to be March-ish.
0: I think, I do, think Do by, not
2: quote me on that. If, by, if they don't come out in March, do not break down my door and say, you told me. By June, you'll have these discs. There. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you'll have the opportunity to have all these I discs. I think, yes. yeah, I think
2: the first three are slated for spring release.
0: Yes, they are. But again, don't hold this to us. Hold this to us. This is you know this this hearsay, total hearsay. You yeah, no, you know. it's just rumor mill, yeah. scuttlebutt. Now, one mm-hmm. thing, if you're really, if you're really itching to get now, again, I don't know exactly. This is just uh, uh, a, a guesstimation. Mm. But a lot of times with new molds, we like to kind of tease it out there with uh, uh, tournament fundraisers in ah. different plastics. So if you're super excited, kind of pay attention to the different tournaments and stuff like that. Nah, uh, no, nah, we won't do that. We won't do that. Probably not. Okay, doing things totally differently Never this mind. year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Completely flipping the script. Yes, yes. Flip do check that out. out. So last question is from Felix. He says, "Hello, answer men. See in your face." He doesn't know he's a cat. That's true. That is true. <laughs> he says a few years back, I injured my knee using brand new shoes on a new concrete T-pad. After I visit the doctor, I was do- diagnosed with patellar tendinitis, also known as jumper's knee. Oh. Hey, I used to have that. Since I believe Emacs suffers the same ailment from time to time, what kind of tips would you, Mister McCabe, share with folks dealing with this? And then he ends with, "Help me, Eric McCabe." You're my only hope. Nice.
2: Did you get that from just jamming the basketball over
1: and over? I I got it from dunking. So
2: this is my Constantly just
0: right now, Eric is his disc golf answer man. I am the disc golf answer man right now. So what do you got from Eric? How are you guys doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, so,
1: uh, <laughs> now I, I was going to look up the link on, on the, uh, the brace that I'd use, but oh. when I was, when I had it, it was, it was very concerning cause it was hurting and I'd never had anything like this before and I'd never had knee issues, nothing. And, uh, I actually went to my chiropractor and was telling him what was going on. And I was concerned that like, you know, first thing, Oh my gosh, this is my ACL or ACL, MCL, whatever they are. Those need replaced. Hopefully not. I'm scared. What do I need to do? Right. We'll come to find out that that wasn't the case. Uh, he could do some adjusting to it and he gave me the same diagnostics diagnosis. Yes. I'm not a car. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, (laughs) he, he, he did some adjusting on it and he told me, take it easy. You know, don't, put all your pressure on it and he gave me a a recommendation for a band yeah not a a, brace mm -hmm. it's just a band it's about an inch thick i would say and it and it has like a a funky little impression that kind of goes right on your kneecap and it just kind of holds that all in place and i i was i i didn't think it would work right because i I mean like
2: when it's on your knee it's like okay well you're wearing a
1: it's, it's like a sweatband
2: yeah I'm like looks yeah. like you're wearing a sweatband
1: like is this are really you really that sweaty yeah, yeah I am and yes <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I'm like oh, I don't know is this really gonna work but uh, amazingly it did and of course going to the chiropractor and, and he did some adjusting that helped as well um a lot of people said ice but he told me to heat it hmm. put heat on it so I, I always put some heat on it in the evenings when I used it a lot Um, but get that little band. You can buy it anywhere. You can buy it at Walmart. You can buy it at CVS. You can can make it it. yourself. You can't make it yourself. Leaves, grass, just (laughs) sticks. Sue sue those. Sew those together. Sue these together. (laughs) Um, no, yeah, don't, don't do that. Try not to make it, but any, any type of pharmacy will carry this. It's just a small little band and, uh, it's helped me tremendously. Like right now I don't really have I can play around without it. Sure. I don't have any. Every once in a while, you'll put I'll, it on I'll, just, I'll just for safety. I'll bust it on if I'm playing like a bigger course where I'm going to yeah. be walking a lot more, that kind of thing. But it, it's it, the good thing is it's it's not the end of the end of the, the world. It's right. it's fixable. Yes. So there you go. There you go, Felix. There you go.
2: Felix. Hopefully they make cat sized ones of those.
0: <laughs> yes. Felix.
2: They, I yeah, <laughs> know the, that's what I immediately the, thought. The, of the, 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 yeah. The. the, the, the what the is GIF, it? GIF? Yeah. GIF? Whatever. I, I say GIF because it's not graphics. Okay. It's graphics. <laughs> talk to Clay. GIF. Well, I, I will never talk to Clay. But yeah, the, of the cat, just the uh, cat t- typing. On, the, the, cam- cam- or type- on yeah. the keyboard.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's it. That's all the time we have for this particular episode thank you so much for listening and uh we will see you on the flip side member make sure you're listening to tomorrow as well because we're doing some fun things with surveys and polls on a separate recording so make sure you are subscribed to us on itunes let's talk about subscribing you know what let's talk about it so a lot of you guys listen on the website and i get that i get that You listen from the website. Sometimes when you download, but it would be so much more easier if you downloaded a podcast app like Downcast, Pocket... Cast Stitcher. Stitcher, Stitcher podcast, and anything That's I put twice. out because I'm going to start putting out a lot of stuff, more stuff on audio, but I'm not always going to put it on the website. So find yourself. In fact, if you go to the uh, the question place, I think at where you can submit a question. There's a <laughs> the question well, that makes me think guys. of like
2: that store, the children's place. Just go to the question. Go to the question place. place. It's in every mall
0: in America. <laughs> um, there's a link to the top oh, ten <laughs> podcast apps for uh, iPhones and the top ten podcast apps for android some of them are free some of them are paid i actually paid for mine i think i paid 2.99 because i love the flow of it i love the way it works i love how it how you can change the speed i mm-hmm. there's different things that i like about it and because you're balling and have a
2: expendable income <laughs> yeah. like that yeah
0: three dollars dude i'm just what saying. did you spend on your coffee the other day
2: it's three dollars exactly yeah i don't drink coffee i only did that once a year though yeah so. oh, i
0: see <laughs> anyway so download and and make sure that you uh uh subscribe to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Get on there and now just subscribe to the podcast. (laughs) Subscribe to the podcast. Um, And if you have a few minutes, uh, leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review. Uh, We'd love for you to rate us five stars, Five stars. Uh, but if you don't want to, that's fine. But five stars would be amazing. (laughs) Just don't go out and rate us. Um, Five stars would be amazing. Let's go actually go see if we have some people to get some shout outs. We haven't done that in a while. That is true. We're going to start doing that. So we're going to go to on the store, the podcast. We got some new hats here while he looks at yeah, check out these new hats yeah, for all you audio all the listeners. These yep. things are
2: amazing. <laughs> if you, yeah, it's like the last week when I put my shoes up and the guy yep. uh, photoshopped it. Yep, photoshopped some stupid thing on this. Yes, now you Please can do. know I what, know, it, what it looks you. like for me wearing a hat. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like I'm not even the same person. No, see, and wow. did you see what? Do you see what Danny Lindahl uh put on there? He put that, yeah, how do I, how do I, I my wear this hat, hat, hat? Yeah, and then he, he tagged me and I told him, don't wear hats can't cover up your hair
0: so if you if you search disc golf in uh itunes you get a there's what one two three four five six seven eight nine ish disc golf podcasts. there are a couple of from there are a couple of from us that were some trial experiments (laughs) that are still out there that i wish I could get rid of but you definitely want to go to the one that says disc golf answer man by dynamic discs and that's the one you want to, to subscribe we have 202 Ratings. Let's see. Nice. And I'm going to read them no matter what they say. This one is a five star. The best, hands down, best podcast to listen to at half speed. At <laughs> <laughs> half speed? <laughs> Try it. You will not be disappointed. I was going to say. On a lighter note, great podcast and helps fuel my disc golf addiction all year round. And for those of us with deeper voices, half speed is even better. Let's see. Newbie perspective. Five stars just started playing three months ago and I have a great and having a great time at this point. I don't really have someone showing me or talking about disc golf often enough to really scratch that itch for instructional info. Enter disc golf answer, man. I've been listening to this podcast nearly every day to glean as much information as possible by going through the back catalog. After listening to the recent stuff, the podcast has happened had a huge impact on my learning curve, learning curve. Thanks to all involved with the podcast. Awesome. Thanks, man. Um, Let's see. Five stars from Dreams of Plastic. Great podcast. Very informative. I can honestly say it has helped my game listening and learning. It has also motivated me to become active in the community and start my new company, Dreams of Plastic. Shout out. Cool. Uh, I will say, though, I missed the days when it was just hateful. (laughs) <laughs> he said he was going to read it no matter what. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I miss the days when it was just Emac and Cool Daddy. The Ooh. new guy is a little out of his element and talks way too much. Love the show anyways. I'm a big fan. Wow. Sorry. Hey, Dreams of Plastic, I take <laughs> I take back your shout out.
2: <laughs> that's cool. Everybody's got an opinion. Hey, you You're welcome some,
0: to voice yours. Do you need some ointment. Here's, yeah, so here's, here's one. That's only- <laughs> oh, it's a deep burn. <laughs> here's a three star. All right. These guys do a decent job of answering most disc golf questions. Eric offers perspective of a world champion, which is always valuable. What do we got to do? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Read that one again? These guys do a decent job of answering most. Most. We answer all the questions that come to us. In in fact, we we go on overtime sometimes to answer all the questions. I got to tell you, Abach Cod. What do we got to do to earn those two extra stars, man? Yeah, come on, buddy, come on. Send in a question, let us know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> let Send us know us the a question. question. In, in the mean, in the meantime, we'll be answering most of the other questions. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so, yeah. Anyway, thanks for sending in those rating reviews. Please continue to do that, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. And Robert will work, lurk, work uh, will work on his
2: uh, his question. I, I guess so. <laughs> on his absence. <laughs> Bye. No, <laughs> I <was> kidding. <laughs>